welcome to Are We There Yet? An exploration and education in anime. I'm your anime idiot, Patrick Dugan. I am an anime expert, D. Hollander. And I'm Brenda McCullough, your anime deputy mon. Yeehaw. Oh. He returns. Yep. <laughs> the boy. No safety. <laughs> Got fully loaded, ready to go. Do He's not ready. kiss this man. Well. <laughs> hey, I know it's New Year's. Do not give this man a kiss. Well, I mean. You just gotta be really careful. He does sound like Don Rickles. That does he? Some, maybe. I forget. All I know. <laughs> love Digimon. All I know is the dub. Just wild and out there. Just. They, <laughs> they had a lot of characters to fill. And they did not give a shit about the quality. <laughs> some of those accents. Wow. Uh Ah, that's right. We're going to be talking about Digimon in this calendar year as well, friends. Yeah! Can you believe no it? What, Who'd have thought? <laughs> <laughs> uh, Not well, today, though. Yeah, no. we, we have some time. We have some Digimon-adjacent content, I guess. Uh, <laughs> uh, this is a recommendation from Stephen Moore. We're watching No Guns Life. Oh. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, this has been on the list for a while. It's the title scares me because it just it, already it implies like yeah this is gonna be a shoot 'em up anime and like hmm, bad track record. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, uh, I mentioned previously that this came recommended from listening to a different non-anime podcast, and I was like, oh, if this successful Hollywood writer is talking about how this show is good. I can at least trust it a little bit, right? Well, I don't trust anybody ever because I'll bring it up again. <laughs> everybody loves panty and stocking, and that shit yeah. is not good. Yeah, true. So I can't trust anybody, but maybe your guy is good. Who knows? Yeah, I feel we'll like see. that's the most we've been. We've all collectively been gaslit by that. It's like, how? <laughs> like we hear we so many people we respect and enjoy. Enjoy this series. It's like how just made me well, feel so insane. many people we did respect. D- yeah, oh, yeah. Well, my <laughs> bar's low. Like low. Mm. <laughs> I know what I enjoy. Uh, so yeah, is this a show that was on either of your radars? Um, I guess I've heard the title, but I've never really known what it is. When I looked it up, I was surprised that I, I was surprised that it's relatively new. It's a 2019 show. Oh. I, for some reason, would have thought it was older. Maybe the manga's older. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I was scared by the title because it reminded me of No Game, No Life, and that garbage. And uh, I did see this floating around when it came out. Uh, mostly a lot of people saying, like, Haha, Chainsaw Man, but gun. Because I love Chainsaw Man. So I'm just mm-hmm. like, oh, okay. Anyway, and I just kept reading Chainsaw Man. So I don't, I haven't heard anyone talking about this other than just like the promotional images that came out of like, gunman. Men with weapons for heads. Yeah, that's pretty much all I know about it. It's a new genre. Apparently, it's catching on. It's real Mm -hmm. hot right now. (laughs) Uh, Again, everything goes back to Digimon, so they're just respecting their roots. (laughs) (laughs) Oh boy, give me that Digitamamon show. That hard-boiled detective, because he's an egg. Ha! Uh, Oh. He's the egg one. I love him. Hmm. 
I'm sorry, <laughs> listener, to leave you on that note, but we're going to go to a break. We're going to watch the first three episodes. I need to wash my eyes. <laughs> Scrub my tongue. This is just Deputy Mon. This is Deputy Mon that fucks. This is Chad, uh, Deputy Mon. We got this is Chad. Deputy Mon, but he fucks. We got Glow Chad Juzu versus Absol- Virgin Deputy Mon. The yassification, if the you yassification. Will. I will date the podcast <laughs> by saying the yassification of Deputy Mon. <laughs> oh, man. Deputy Mon sounds like Don Knotts. Resolver you said Juzu. Don Rickles before. Who? Pick a plot. You know I know no names ever, <laughs> including real people. Don Knotts is the nerdier one, right? I don't Don. know. I only yes. know who Don Rickles yeah. is. Don Rickles is Potato Head. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Deputy Mon sounds like Don Knotts. This Resolver Jesus sounds like Clancy Brown after, like, smoking for a week. Sounds good. I'm in love with him. <laughs> I'll say uh, it on right now. I love this guy. We're starting off yeah, this year I, thirsty. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, didn't want to call you out immediately, but thank you for volunteering that information. Yeah. I'll talk about it more as we go, man. This is... Mm. <laughs> You've never yeah, shied so, away from it. <laughs> so, starting in episode one, uh, yeah, this is another show where there's going to just be sporadic just plot building, so I'll, oh, I'll try to put That's it all together, but uh, there will be multiple instances. Uh, yeah. So we start out, uh, we see right off the bat, just a man with a gun for a head. (laughs) There he is. That's the man. That's it. (laughs) I like how it's stylized, though. I was expecting just a gun, but it's like, it's Alphonse Elric from Full Metal Alchemist-esque. Yeah. I was getting a lot of Full Metal Alchemist vibes from this show. Yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. This is a very like noir centric uh, yeah. for all the all the theming and uh, style is. He even all says that. Dame. Dame. Mm-hmm. Big, big Blade Runner vibes as well. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Heavy noir cyberpunk stuff mm-hmm. going on. Yeah. Uh, so we see this man with a gun for a head. This is our main character, Juzo Inui. He is known as the Resolver. Get it? It sounds like Revolver, because he's a Revolver. (laughs) Wait, hold on. (laughs) If you need me to do the math, I I can pull up the chalkboard. I was just thinking of Roadhouse with Patrick Swayze as the cooler. (laughs) Uh (laughs) Uh, So yeah, uh, he's he's in his, you know, he's hard-boiled detective. He has a a shitty uh, office that he does his business out of. You know the type. Mm-hmm. Um, and we hear a news report about the end of the war, blah, blah, blah. Backstory coming soon. <laughs> uh, so he gets a phone call to go stop a bar fight. Um, yeah, I'll just go into all the backstory stuff now. So uh, there at some point was a big war that is now over. Uh, after the war, uh, this city was really taken over by a big corporation called uh, Beruin Corp or whatever the official title is 
but Buruin. Uh, so mm-hmm. uh, they're a military tech uh, company, military supra- uh, supplying, so all the military equipment, guns, uh, uh, mechs, all that sort of stuff. Uh, they set up shop in the civilian sector where they started giving hey we hey we got a bunch of guns left over can, how can we turn them into like arms and shit so uh, arms you say oh damn arms arms unintended I apologize. <laughs> um, but uh, they have started giving augmentations to people uh, you know just your standard cyborg cyberpunk augmentation stuff and these people are called the extended Ooh. I love that yeah, that is. I think nice. that's a good name. Uh, so uh, that that's the backstory bit for now. Uh, we see a resolver break up a bar fight, and the woman that called him uh, uh, is the owner of the bar, and is like, "Ooh, uh, thank you, big strong man. Ooh, uh, can I can I touch the trigger of your handgun? <laughs> Ooh." And he's like, no, that's my one weakness. You know, my one weakness apart from humidity and kids. Ugh, gross. <laughs> it does blow my mind huh, that the man would, like, like, that you would even have a trigger for a gun for it. Like, Yeah, that's pretty crazy. It feels mm-hmm. weird. That feels like a very much an aesthetic choice, and then they wrote the story around it afterwards. Mm. Yeah. How can how can we justify this handle he cannot physically reach? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> My elbows. <sighs> okay. Uh uh so uh he uh she's trying to be all flirty like, "Oh, big strong man, I'll I'll buy you a drink. Thank you for saving me." But he stays distant. He's like, "No. I can't let the dames get me down." Huh. <laughs> uh but but she gives him a little kiss and leaves. And uh, we get our first instance of him getting all flustered. His face <laughs> turns into, like, the chibi gun form, which is just <laughs> very smooth, very no details. Like, oh, no, I'm embarrassed. He's such a sweetie. Just I adore the, him. <laughs> <laughs> the phrase chibi gun form. <laughs> like, if you didn't know it was anime, there you go. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, we get a little more information. So he is a fixer specifically for extended related jobs, either clientele being extended because there there is some like discrimination stuff. There is sort of like a separate class for them. It's not like they're looked down upon, but uh, th- they have some troubles that they need someone like Resolver to fix. Uh, but yeah, uh, he... Uh, sees a crime scene as he's leaving here and sees uh, a nun talking to the police. Hmm, suspicious. What would she have to do with the crime? You know, being all religious and shit. (laughs) (laughs) Never Uh, any crime tied to a religious organization. Nope. Never. (laughs) Unheard of. (laughs) Uh, So he returns home and his landlady comes out and is like, oh, you're out here. I was hearing noises coming from inside. And this was this was strange seeing a trans landlady and it's not commented on or treated as a shitty joke. Hey, oh, we got one. (laughs) We got one. 
We got yeah. one. I'll say not in the episodes we watched. I I wouldn't hold my breath. Yeah. yeah. But unfortunately, there are several mentions of her and no one has to bring it up. Yeah. True. So her name is Christina and she's a she and that's it. And that's great. That's all you need. We love it. The bar is in hell. It's so low. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, they play her up as sort of like a, a, a skeezy landlord and that's about it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so cool. Especially for a show that is about like augmentation and cyberpunk stuff, it yeah, it would it sort of needs to be addressed. Like, are you just going to ignore the trans issue because that is like a big part of this sort of thing that no one talks about because no one wants actual trans representation? Okay, cool. Yeah. Sorry, off my soapbox <laughs> and back into this uh, basement office. Cool. <laughs> uh, so he goes in and sees that ah oh, his window is broken and. Someone's there. Oh no, it's another extended. Oh no, there's a kid with them who's all oh. passed out. Uh, so uh, the extended who broke in is super scared. Uh, that crime scene outside uh, was a result of something this extended did, but he swears he had nothing to do with it. Uh, no actual uh, involvement. Uh, they got them all wrong. We got the wrong guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, so he asks uh, uh, Resolver for help. He's like, no, you got to help me. I got nowhere else to turn, please. And uh, at that moment, police <gasps> open up. Shit. Wow, the Foley work. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we're evolving this year. Yeah. <laughs> um, so... Uh, he goes and meets the police at the door, and they're like, hey, we're, we're looking for this guy. Let us in. And Resolver's like, oh, no, couldn't be here. I'm renovating. See all the broken shit in my office? Yeah, it sucks. That's why I'm fixing it, and you can't come in. Goodbye. And the police are, they try to intimidate him, try to put on the pressure of, oh, you'd, oh, it would be a shame if your renovation permit got taken away, blah, 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 all that sort of stuff. But he doesn't give in, and uh, he, he the they eventually leave him alone. But it's pretty clear they're still staking out uh, the office because it's pretty clear if an extended got in trouble, they would go see the extended fixer like a block away. Yep. <laughs> um, so um, the police are gone, and the extended uh, it's like, hey, I uh, thank you so much for covering for me, but I. What happens to me it doesn't really matter. You gotta take care of this kid. This kid is more important than anything. Just keep him safe, and we'll we'll figure out what to do. Ah, uh, uh, immediately got a job with a kid. That's the one weakness he had. Remember? Aw, oh, man. He already established it. Uh, so uh. The extended jumps out the window and leads the police away because, again, they were staking it out. So uh, they just immediately start following him. And uh, uh, Resolver calls uh, his colleague Mary to help uh, bring this kid to a hideout. You know, the one, the one from the thing in our past. Wink. Mm. Um, so he takes uh, this kid uh, who is still passed out throughout all of this uh just goes to a a sewer entrance and uh 
ah, oh, we we meet a nun who is going to help take care of this child. Ah, oh, perfect. Ooh. So wholesome. Um, so he meets the nun and uh, she's like, oh, yes, I recognize this kid. This this is uh, one of the missing orphans from our orphanage. Uh, this is Tetsuro. Uh, so she's like, oh, yep, just hand him over. I'll, I'll keep him safe. And something's not quite right here. Why this this nun is a little too comfortable meeting a man with a gun with a head in a sewer and isn't batting an <laughs> eye. <laughs> I mean, you know, it's Thursday. Yeah. <laughs> so he's like, hmm, I'm very clearly a threat in the eyes of a harmless, defenseless nun who is definitely working alone, right? So, um, why aren't you scared? Hmm. Uh... And uh, starts questioning, like, uh, who's actually doing the abducting here? It is it is it whoever's trying to get this kid, or are you the person trying to get this kid? <gasps> oh, because uh, using his flawless detective skills, he's like, mm-hmm. yeah, this kid, he's all wounded. He's got lacerations on the back of his ankles that would be something you would do if you didn't want him to run away. So why would I return him to this orphanage if it's as safe as uh, he as you're telling me? And then the nun is like, ah, fuck it, and just takes off her habit, and ah, sexy assassin, here we go. There it Uh-oh. is. Uh-oh. Now it's an anime. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, and she's like, ah, you saw through my ruse and attacks. Uh She's like, I only need the kid's head to be safe, so I'll take you both down and just start shooting. Uh, So he hides behind a pillar and recognizes, oh, her aim is very good. Not good enough to hit me, of course, but (laughs) uh, it's so good. She must have augmentations. She's also extended. Uh, So uh, she also recognizes him as a very specific type of extended. Uh, When you get too much work done, you're overextended. Ah. I know, like if your entire head is a gun now. <laughs> uh. Uh, and uh, and clocks him as being part of a, a particular soldier unit in the war called the Gun Slave Unit. Uh, and uh, mentions like he can't actually shoot his head gun without someone else pulling the trigger because his augmentations were designed for like team based uh, combat maneuvers. Uh, so uh, immediately is trying to uh, just get him mad by being by bringing up his past and saying all all this stuff. Uh, what a design choice for a gun head. Yeah. I was kind of disappointed when hearing this. I was hoping he would, like, sneeze in one episode and, like, blow a hole through the <laughs> table. <laughs> Come on, give the people what they want. <laughs> it's right there. Uh, but, yeah, so she's saying he's, like, company property and all that sort of dehumanizing stuff to get him mad. And when he comes out, uh, shoots him. And uh, uh, I believe she tries to shoot him, but at this point, the other extended finally comes back and takes the bullet. It, it was a little bit unclear in this moment for me, uh, mm. but but this is where we get uh, the return of the ex- uh, other extended person who grapples her uh, and uh, holds her down, but uh, she's able to uh, uh, get the upper hand again 
and uh, goes to throw this extended over a cliff into the sewer water. Uh, but uh, uh, Resolver uh, goes and grabs him and stops him. But in doing so, he is now vulnerable uh, to the uh, assassin. Sorry, that was... I don't know why that was so complicated <laughs> in my head, but here we are. Um, uh, so, yeah, uh, obviously the assassin has the upper hand, so Resolver is like, all right, you can take the kid. You win this round, but I'm going to get him back. Don't even worry about it. And she's like, hmm, unlikely, and shoots him and kicks him over the cliff. Yeah, I don't know why he thought she wouldn't do that once she got the thing she wanted. Yeah, yeah, a pretty dumb move, but it's episode one. He'll get smarter. Um, no. <laughs> uh, so uh, uh, we see him wake up again. Oh, he, uh, we thought he was dead, but no, the other extended uh, uh, m- took most of that bullet hit for him and uh, patched him up a bit. Um and we get more information that uh, this extended was a prisoner uh, of the uh, Beruin company uh, who in secret is running this orphanage as a cover. This is their secret military HQ. <gasps> uh, yeah, there is a special secret uh, extended augmentation that they're working on called Harmony. Which will allow someone to take control of other extended people. Uh, uh, and just getting all this information, uh, controlling the extended bodies, it is revealed that this extended is not actually an actual person. This is Tetsuro controlling the uh, body of this extended, and that kid is actually in control. Oh, he's not passed out like we thought. What a twist. Uh, I love this, actually, though. This is amazing. Yeah, this (laughs) is cool. Um, So uh, Tetsuro is in control, and he's like, yeah, when when I control an extended, my human body just goes limp for the most part. I can get sort of feelings. I feel vibrations, so I'm in some sort of vehicle right now, but I don't actually know where my body was taken. Um, so uh, they like mention that, yeah, the harmony works when the person has like an extra desire to like move and have freedom. So that's why they cut my tendons, they remove my vocal cords. They just made me, my human body, so disabled that it just urged to have freedom by taking over another body. Uh, mm. So uh, he's like, e- no matter what you do, this body's dying. I'm going to leave it. You got to find actual human flesh Tetsuro. And uh, this extended body dies. Fleshero, uh. if you will. Fleshero. Oh. Fleshero. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so, uh, we then see the assassin took, uh, Tet- uh, <laughs> on a train, uh, on a train prepping him for a procedure. <gasps> but then we see that Resolver tracked down the train, is standing on the train tracks, and just stands in there and punches the train off the tracks. Good, good stuff. What? And- He's very strong. Mm-hmm. What? <laughs> He's yeah. got it. 
Don't worry about it. (laughs) Don't think about it too hard. And that's where we end episode one. (laughs) Yeah. So in episode two, we pick up where we left off. And we see that he's kind of like flipped the train off the tracks. A bunch of guys come out to shoot at him. And he's like, don't you think you're overreacting? I'm just a single unarmed man. And I thought that was very funny. (laughs) Because, you know, he's got a gun for a head. (laughs) But on the bright side, he is single. Hey. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Keep that in your back pocket. (laughs) (laughs) Um. And then we see inside the train, uh, someone who, you know, works for the company tells the assassin girl, I think her name is Karen. Um, he tells Uh, Karen, (laughs) yeah, um, he tells her that, uh, they should ask for backup, but she says no. And then, uh, I just kept calling him gunman. Um, totally fine. Yeah, so Gunman comes into the train car they're in, and he says, I'm here to pick up the kid. Um, And she's like, well, it's my job to make sure that he gets back to the corporation. And she shoots at him, but the bullets don't pierce his gun head. And she's like, what the fuck? These are anti-extended bullets. And then we don't really hear much about that. that. (laughs) Yeah, she just says it, and then we don't really hear about it after that. These are robot-killing bullets. Huh? (laughs) What? What? (laughs) It's just armor-piercing. We say that, but it is fine. (laughs) Um, So he walks up to... uh, real Tetsuro kind of just hanging there. They just have him chilling. Um, and he yells at him and he says, you're giving up right now. You should wake up and fight. And he does. He wakes up and opens his mouth and like emits this like wave, like sonic wave. And he, uh, puts himself in that extended guy that was talking to Karen before. And he tells gunman to save him. And Gunman is like, that's more like it, kid. Um, Karen tries shooting at Gunman again, but still doesn't work. He walks past her, and as he walks past her, he, like, somehow messes with her extended stuff, and she faints. Like, it short circuits, and she faints. Um, And then he takes Tetsuro. Yay! Mission accomplished. How did he lose Tetsuro the first... He punched a train! And, like... She shot him this time and it didn't work. How'd he lose the first time? He got smarter already. (laughs) (laughs) He wasn't working at his full uh, capacity. It wasn't his final form. (laughs) Yeah, it it is very hard to establish like, okay, we got to raise the stakes. So immediately we establish he can withstand the blast of a train hitting him at full speed (laughs) with no damage. Okay, but he gets shot a couple times and that that does it. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> no, it looked cool as hell but it raises the question of how does he ever lose yeah um so takes him but he's gotta stop him by some cigarettes before anything else and they don't have his brand my brand so we oh, no. buy something else um and he's like talking to himself he's like i took too many bullets i need to rest but i'm glad i saved the kid um and then They hear a story on the news about the train being derailed, and the news is saying that it was probably terrorists from this competing corporation. Um, 
And the news broadcast also says that this corporation is responsible for the kidnapping of Tetsuro, who is the eldest son of the Baruin CEO. And it was at this point that I paused the show. I was alone in my apartment and said out loud, this is absolutely fucked. Because, <laughs> like, I was already into the storyline of, like, this poor kid being mutilated and used for a company. But the fact that it's the CEO's eldest son totally fucked Mm. like it just establishes this like no one's safe kind of thing like we don't give a fuck about human life kind of thing i don't know i just had a moment where i was like whoa yeah no cost is too high for the the bidding of this company yeah exactly he was born in the company and now he's part of the company Mm Hmm. um elsewhere we see a girl who was given robot arms and a robot leg, and she's freaking out on an operating table. Her stuff is malfunctioning. Um, So she got a faulty extension surgery. And we find out that this is... It's a father and a daughter, and he's the one who, like, took her to get this surgery. And a blonde girl, Mary, the Mary that he was speaking to before, she's going to make it better, because she's, uh, like, a back-alley extended doctor. Um, so she takes this girl apart and she tells them, this is just like establishing her character. Like she just says, if you want extended surgery, like talk to me next time. I have better parts and I do it for cheaper. Don't go Um, to the mafia to get shitty parts. Yeah. Um, and then Gunman and Tetsuro were hiding out in a closet in there. She lets them out. Gunman is flustered again because the girl on the operating table is in her bra and panties and he accidentally saw her. (gasps) He's an adult man. (laughs) He just respects women. We all know how bashful guns can be. And he like, I don't know if he blindfolded himself or if someone else did, but she was like, that's not even where you see out of. It doesn't matter. Yeah, I just love the running joke that no one knows where his eyes are. Yeah. Yeah. Um, So... He wants Mary to keep Tetsuro safe, and she's down, especially to check out this Harmony thing. Um, Gunman asks what it is, and she literally says, Extended were created during the war, as you know. (laughs) So, this is, this, this information dump really, like, fried my brain for the rest of the episode, so I found it very difficult to follow exactly what was happening, so I'm sorry if things get messed up. Yeah, it was a lot here. And, like, when it was done, I was like, <laughs> that could have been simplified really quickly. Yeah. yeah. But so the extended stuff was meant to boost the strength of, like, soldiers during the war. And they're essentially extra brains that operate the robot parts. Um, and she's like, how do you not know that? You are an extended. And he's like, eh. <laughs> Listen, I'm human. I got a lot of shit in me. I don't understand. <laughs> yeah. And so then she explains, I had to listen to this part like three times. She says, they're like a vehicle. The sub brain is the driver's seat and the extended's will is the driver. So if the sub brain dies, the extended can't work anymore. So, um. (laughs) See, that's bad because the driver's seat doesn't do shit. (laughs) Yeah. the steering wheel that would be better. Yeah. So then she remarks on gunman having an internal sub brain while others are on the outside they're like this little piece on the back of people's necks um 
she says, where's yours? He says he doesn't know. And she's like, okay, well, when you die, I'm going to dissect you. And he's like, okay. (laughs) Why? Um, And then she explains that harmony is a way for someone to force themselves into another driver's seat. She then explains that you need three authentication... Authentic... (laughs) (laughs) I was like, what does this matter? Why does this part matter? It's a remote control. That's all you had to say it was. (laughs) Yeah. So she kind of... She explains that harmony is like a master key to bypass these codes. Um, But then she says this harmony thing, if it like gets out there, could destroy... Baruvin Corp, so why would they even make it? Um, Gunman asks if she can safely remove it from Tetsuro. She says because it's attached to his mandula oblongata, which they have her say too many times. Yeah, um, I don't think they know what that really is. No. <laughs> it, if you just she, need a fun science word. Yeah. yeah. Um, she says it w- might leave him with permanent brain damage, so because of that, she can tell that whoever put it in him didn't care if he lived or died. And she's like, maybe he's an orphan. But we know that's not true. <laughs> um, she laughs at... He's, like, upset for a moment, the gunman. And she laughs because he's upset that the drugstore didn't have his brand of cigarettes. Um, I said drugstore. They sell cigarettes at drugstores? Whatever. Sure. It's a yeah, like a convenience <laughs> store. Yeah. Um, she thought that she might have some and he gets really excited. Then she's like, oh, I threw them out yesterday. And he's like, why would you do that? And he gets all pissy. <laughs> um, and then she changes the subject and she says, I can install limb and vocal extensions for Tetsuro, but not until he wakes up. Um, so he like turns to leave. He's like, okay, let me know when that happens. And she asks him why he's sticking with this kid and asks if he's going to make Tetsuro his partner. Since as we learned before, gun slaves, need to work in teams of two um which i feel like is a weird assumption i feel like that's a weird conclusion to jump to but (laughs) i don't know hey you found this beat up beat down kid who's being hunted by people you're gonna make him your adopted son aren't you or you know yeah but like the guy die (laughs) i have a heart (laughs) um so gunman just tells her to take care of it and he leaves um he's off being angsty in the street He remembers Tetsuro saying that he's not a tool for the corporation to use. And then he remembers someone telling him that he's not a tool. And then he gets upset about the cigarettes again. They're too weak. Uh, And then he sees a vending machine in an alleyway that has his brand. So he goes over and puts money in it, but it's stuck. So he punches the machine and rattles it around and then they fall out. And then some cops come, and they're like, you stole those, and they drag him away. Um, But that's not actually why they drag him away. It's because they take him to a weirdo in a purple suit. (laughs) This guy says a lot of shit that I also, like, just couldn't comprehend. So much. much. Way Um, too much detail here. Yeah. Yeah. So he's looking for him. This guy is looking for gunman. He knows a lot about him. He dumps this info about him that we mostly already know, except for the fact that he has no family or memories from before his extension. So that's some new information we know about Gunman. Um, For whatever reason, Gunman immediately asks him about Tetsuro. I guess he just assumes that he works for the Barurin company. And this guy, Cunningham, says he's here to negotiate. They want Tetsuro back. So... He reveals that they bought up all of Gunman's favorite cigarettes around the city to trade for the boy back. So they, like, have them all in this cardboard box. And then Cunningham talks about all this stuff about how 
people who are extended have like there's too much uh, pressure on like their nervous system so like a lot of them self-medicate so like these cigarettes have something in them that like help so whatever this is gunman's choice um yeah when they were explaining all this because i i made a note i'm like man he's smoking a cigarette in like every scene we not like the same cigarette like a new cigarette every scene we see him and i was like that's a lot even if you don't have lungs i don't know how he works <laughs> um but i was like that is like i'm seeing it a lot and i'm like and then when they get to this scene, I'm like, oh, it's not aesthetic. It's medicine for him. He actually needs it. And then they're like, nah, it's just aesthetic. I was like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> Never mind, he kids. Just likes Smoking's them. cool. Yeah, too many reversals here. I was yeah. just like, why bother then? Like, yeah, I don't know. So Cunningham's guards surround Gunman, bring him down. They're like, oh, you're weak because you don't have your smokes. If, if uh, we don't. Uh, if you don't give us the boy, then we'll destroy all the cigarettes. Um, Gunman asks why Tetsuro is being used as a guinea pig, and Cunningham says it doesn't matter, he's just another cog in the machine. Doesn't matter that he's the CEO's son. Um, and then Gunman is like, you missed something while you were studying me. And then he does some whack shit with his back. It, like, opens up, and it's all metal and weird. Don't know what that is. They don't don't really say. Yeah. Yeah. It kind of, like, um, exploded and knocks the guys away from him. But, like, it, they're just, like, metal flanges. It's there's They're not, like, blades. They're not, like, swords or something. So I'm just like, what? Yeah, like, I don't know. But, uh... I was built out of <laughs> spare airplane flaps on the wings. <laughs> it seems like it. But so, um, this is when he's like, he, I don't smoke that brand because it helps me. I smoke them because I like them. I never get weak. Um, yeah, this was just such a... This was kind of like a... This was a cool action moment, but the actual text of what he's saying is like, oh, you thought I was weak? I just like the flavor! It's like, is that the big badass point you're going for? Hey, you know the thing All we right. just established and we didn't really need to? Turns out, we really didn't need to establish it. Because it doesn't matter. What? Uh, we confused you for no reason. Yeah. Um, and he's like, Tetsuro isn't your tool. He's not your property. Stop wasting my time. <laughs> um, and he's like, damn, I'm losing control. Guess I can't go easy on you. And I'm like, <laughs> the way he oh. said that was very good. Like, oh, I'm losing control. I was like, oh, oh my. Come on, man. Uh, I'll Jeez. add this to a voice memo for later. <laughs> Write down the time. There it is. Um, so he takes down all of the guards. Um, Mary also showed up and uh, got rid of a sniper who was there. Um, and Cunningham slips away, telling Gunman he better watch his back, because now a bunch of people are going to be after him. Um, and then after all that, he's smoking some cigarettes that Mary made for him. He's like, all oh, these taste bad. And she's like, yeah, but they have the same stuff in them as your favorite cigarettes. And I don't know how cigarettes are supposed to taste because smokers are jokers. <laughs> <laughs> um, and she's like wearing a panda mask. And he's like, why are you wearing that? And she's like, to hide my identity so I don't get mixed up in your mess. And he's like, well, you're all up in it now. Yeah. Um, and she tells him that she called him earlier, but he didn't pick up, so she went to find him. And the reason she called is because Tetsuro woke up. Oh. And that's the end of episode two. 
some of us are able to wear a mask because we don't have guns for heads. It's easier. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> oh, I didn't make a note. It must be really nice dubbing this, especially for a uh, resolver. Oh, because yeah. Because his mouth doesn't move. So yeah. it's just like, yeah, we don't have to match up the lips, lip flaps at all. And it's like, oh, that must be very nice. Yeah, I can guarantee you some uh, uh, producer was just like, fuck, yes, yes, thank yes. God. <laughs> like, the happiest they've been on any project for so long. And I mean, the guy, I didn't look up who plays him, but, like, he's easily, like, the best voice actor in the show. And that's probably why, because he doesn't have the pressure of having to match up the mouth flaps or anything. Mm-hmm. He can take his time with some of his lines. Yeah, they just have to get the good read. It doesn't have to sync-wise matchup. Yeah. Uh, Chris Ryan is the actor who plays uh, Resolver. Wow. You're very talented. I love you. Call me. Just kidding. <laughs> I'm engaged. Back off. What are you doing? Sorry. <laughs> Grow a gun for a head and then we'll talk, Chris. <laughs> so, episode three starts off uh, with uh, Resolver making breakfast. Tetsuro's resting. Uh, but he can't talk because of harmony. Because they cut his vocal cords. So he brings out like a mannequin, like a robot mannequin head. And he's like, you'll, you'll talk through this. You'll, you'll use the harmony to talk through this. Uh, but while Tester is waking up, he gets a flashback of a girl that helped him escape from the lab as all the guys are chasing after him. And uh, Mary brings him some breakfast and is trying to get him to eat and then helping him eat. And while she's helping him, he gets like the flashback and gets like a horrid look on his face she's like "Ooh, why do you got that face is it because a beautiful girl's feeding you and uh resolver comes in like slaps her down it's like not just, he's so traumatized leave him why on. would you even joke <laughs> uh and then we get the opening opening's got a good beat to it i was, I was oh yeah surprised. it's got a little pop song to that. it <laughs> um and then uh while they're uh eating breakfast we got some like mafia goons knocking at that door and I believe this is Resolver's apartment. Uh, I or think so. <clears throat> yeah. Wait, no, because he li- this was bad. He had a this shitty over- apartment. This one was I think all this right. Is Mary's apartment. Yeah. Because um, they kind of make a threat about it uh, while they're talking. But yeah, so some mafia guys show up. One of them is just wearing a mask. One of them has like a big metal jaw, uh, so he's an extender as well. And they're like. Hey, we came here to make you an offer on behalf of the so-and-so family. I didn't bother with the name. And they're like, we got some trouble on our turf and we need you to resolve it. Wink. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, they say that there's a bunch of kids that are having their arms and legs uh, extensions ripped off. And then the le- the severed limbs are being like hanged around the area. Kind of like uh, showcasing and stuff. And they're like... None of our guys can figure out who it is. Like, we haven't gotten back any information. And, yeah, they're ripping legs off kids and arms. And it's like, it's fucked up. We gotta stop it. So, we want you to help. We think uh, the culprit... uh, We think that they're showcasing all of the limbs. We think it's, like, political. And it might be that anti-extent terrorist group that was mentioned in the last episode. Mm. And Resolver's like, oh, interesting. Nah. What? No. I won't. No. Not for me. Uh, but kids are his weakness. <laughs> well, he doesn't like kids. He said no kids. Oh, I thought he meant, oh. <laughs> I couldn't tell, yeah, I couldn't tell if it was no kids because they're his weakness or no kids because he hates dealing with them. Because he also says in the first episode of Tetsuro, he's like, Tetsuro is too obedient and like keeps himself quiet. He goes, I hate kids like that the most. I was like, what? 
So you like loud, obnoxious kids that fight you all? Wait, what? <laughs> this man is a mystery to me. Not because I need a real gremlin child on my side. (laughs) My mind is an enigma. (laughs) I mean, to be fair, I also love the gremlin children in shows, so Mm. I get Um, But the enforcer that's with the uh, mafia guy is like, what are you doing? He can't turn us down. This is our turf. I'll blow you away. It's like, don't don't threaten gunman. He's got a gun for a head and a (laughs) hand and punched a train. Um, And... Uh, he says, like, yeah, no one turns down an offer from this gang. And his boss is kind of like, eh, well, how about if you do this? We'll solve stuff over with the uh, with the big corporate. You know, you got some troubles with them. We'll figure it. We'll smooth stuff out for you. And Resolver's like, oh, that's an interesting. Still, no. No. Why would I do this? No. Mind your own business. Um, and he's uh, making some coffee and finishing up breakfast. He's like, you're a gang. This is your turf. If you can't defend your turf... Why are you a gang? Damn. Basically like, he's got a point. Fair enough. (laughs) All right, we (laughs) retire. If we have to outsource our enforcing, what are we enforcing? Like, you know, what good are we? So he's like, you got a point there. Uh, But, you know, before he says that, he like threatens Resolver a little more and like stares him down. And he goes, ah, you're a mean son of a gun. I was like, ha ha, gun. Uh, (laughs) And he's like, I'll admit though, it's hard to stare someone down when I don't know where their eyes are. The hits keep coming. Yeah, keep Get going. in line, pal. I don't know either. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, he mentions, he's like, yeah, you want to be careful, though. If you're hiding something valuable here, you might not want to be stirring up trouble. Wink. And heads out. Resolver comes back in and talks to Mary, pretty much indicating, like, hey, I know you got, you're hiding someone in the back that you want to take care of, so watch your ass. Um, and after they leave, Resolver goes back and talks to Mary says that the attacks that are happening are probably from the corporation, not the terrorist group, and they're trying to send a message to try and lure out Tetsuro. And that's when we see Tetsuro's in the bed, and he's got the arms and legs augmentate and the vocal cord augmentations that Mary did for him now that he woke up. Uh, and he tries to get out of bed, but he's still weak, so he falls over and uh, starts talking through the machine head they got him, saying, like, if people are get, I don't want people getting hurt on my behalf, so if kids are out there getting hurt, I want to go out there and stop it and try and save them. He says he already can't help save other people, and kind of hinting at the flashback we saw with the girl uh, being captured as he was escaping. Uh, and he says he has no memories of his life before the lab and the experiments. He also has no memory of where the lab is. He just escaped from So, no memories from anyone. We're going in blank here but he wants to try and find where that lab is and save everyone else that was being experimented. Um, and then uh, Tetsuro says he wants to hire Resolver again to help him find the lab and rescue everyone. How does he keep hiring him if he's just a kid with no money? He hasn't paid him for the first job yet, so... Yeah! He's in <laughs> debt now. And if he doesn't know that he's the son of a CEO... Yeah. You know? Maybe it's just like a subconscious thing where it's just like, my daddy will give you some money. I think it's more of, like, Resolver's the gruff, hard-boiled detective. It's like, you won't do anything unless I pay you. And if I pay you, you're obligated. Mm. Okay. Kind of people that tweet, like, treat like the Witcher and stuff. It's like, no, they're softies. They'll help out kids anyway. But they gotta have that gruff exterior. They gotta see me. Mm. And uh, Resolver says, like, how about this? How about you protect yourself first, and then you can protect others? Because you can't protect others if you can't protect yourself. So, uh, do that first. Uh, so, and he also says, I can't be held responsible for complete strangers, alluding to the kids that are in the lab that are being experimented on, and yet, 
He's protecting Tetsuro, <laughs> a complete stranger. So. But you don't understand. A different complete stranger asked him to. So, there. Oh, hmm. okay. Right. I don't care about the other kids because they don't have crazy remote control powers. <laughs> uh, no, I don't think he's that jaded. But it just it was like an immediate contradiction of like, hey, eat up, kid. You got to get big and strong. Also, I don't care about other people. And it's like, what? All right. Um, and uh, Resolver says, uh, I already said that. Oh. No, yeah, he says, uh, focus on taking care of himself before others, and starts walking away. And as he's walking away, Tetsuro uses Harmony on him to take control of Resolver's body. I can't believe I didn't see this coming. <laughs> like, he did it, and I was like, oh, right, <laughs> of course. I, I figured it was coming. I didn't figure it would be this soon, like, while he's mm. still recovering and weak in bed and, uh, and against Resolver's will. I thought they'd be like, we got to team up and, you know, uh, strong body, strong mind sort of stuff. But yeah, uh, so yeah, he takes over. Mary sees like them react. And it's kind of like, hey, what happened? And then Resolver gets up and is like, hey, I'm going to go off for a minute. Don't worry about it. And leaves. And she looks at Tetsuro passed out. She's like, ah, beans. He's the thing. <laughs> it's basically like, I can't stop him. So she lets him go. Uh, so while they're walking around, he goes to like a back alley and finds like a bag of potatoes and puts Tetsuro's body in the bag of potatoes, and then puts it in a basket so he can walk around him within a backpack. Uh, very Demon Slayer. Um, mm-hmm. And so, yeah, Tetsuro's walking around in Resolver's body. He goes to, like, a merchant being like, hey, what's going on with the kids getting their arms ripped off and shit? And the merchant's like, ah, kids get attacked all the time. Even back in my day, my, you know, brother and sister got attacked. It's like, that bad, what? Like, he's very flipping about just children being assaulted in the neighborhood just because it's always happened doesn't mean it's normal yeah um and while he's talking to him he's like hey you got a pretty cool build there mind if i disassemble you and kill you and a a big group of guys show up behind uh resolver's body and they they try to take him apart but they run away that's what what kind of fucking world (laughs) um and uh, while he's running away, Tetsuro's like, all right, we gotta, I gotta hide, I gotta hide my identity, people. It's too recognizable with a big gun head, so he gets, like, a burlap bag and puts it over his head. And he's, he's also commenting, like, oh, I'm having trouble controlling Resolver's body, because he's got a whole bunch of shit in here that I'm not, like, weird shit that's not in other extents. Like, ah, hint, hint. Hmm. Um, so, yeah, he puts a bag over his head and starts walking around. He can still see through it for some reason. Once again, what are eyes? <laughs> and while he's walking around Tetsuro sees uh, two girls run by and they see a dude with blade arms running after him he's like well I gotta stop this let me step in here and fight this guy and uh, as the guy charges at him uh, Resolver's body like reacts on instinct almost and just uppercuts the dude into like a ceiling above him definitely kills um, and then he goes to talk to the two girls of so like oh hey are you okay we you know you were being chased by that guy um uh, and the girls were overheard saying they need to finish their job before they can return to Norse. Uh, when he starts talking to them, they say anyone that sees them has to die. And as soon as he says that, one of the girls starts transforming into a big robot machine spider. And it's wild looking. It's gnarly and I love it. <laughs> Some H.R. Uh, Giger, is that his name? Mm-hmm. It's that sort of stuff. It's wild. Um, and they say they say they have no need for adults. Why did I write that line? Anyway, uh, yeah, the girl transforms. The one girl transforms into a big gnarly spider machine and uh, starts shooting at uh, Tetsuro to resolve his body. And he says they 
he says he knows they were also test subjects. He was also in that lab. Uh, and he says he, he wants to save them. And the girl that didn't transform says, oh, we weren't captives. We weren't being held against our will. That place is our home. Ah, Stockholm Syndrome. Hmm. Oops. <laughs> and uh, the crazy spider girl starts shooting bullets at him. And as he's running away, uh, Resolver's body once again reacts on his own uh, and blocks some of the bullets before it hits the, the basket with his own body in it. Turns out those bullets are laced with poison and knock them out. That's what they think. That's what he speculates is uh, is getting all the kids so they can be knocked out and have their arms. So yeah, sure enough, uh, Tetsuru passes out. But then uh, as the spider girl's chasing after him, she starts going berserk and starts freaking out and crashes through like a restaurant wall. And uh, everyone runs and scatters. And then the other girl runs up and like calms her down. I'm like, no, I'm here. Relax. You got this. And she transforms back into a uh, normal looking girl. And, uh, oh, she drags, uh, drags the knocked out girl to the, what? I'm uh. lost. Uh, <laughs> the, the one girl that didn't transform, who, like, calmed her down, uh, takes the girl who did transform, she's passed out now, and she drags him back to the corporate guys. Turns out, it's Cunningham, this asshole, but he's got, like, a little dinky hood over him, as if that hides his <laughs> They're hiding their identities with some, like, cult hoods. Yeah, and his, like, bodyguards are, like, eight feet tall with, like, crazy robot faces. It's like, we know who, what are you doing here? Um, and Cunningham tells him uh, exactly what they're... He tells... He, once again, info dumps. Apparently that's all this guy does. But basically confirms that, yes, these were the two people that were attacking all of the kids. And that they did their job. They did that to specifically lure out Tetsuro, which is what happened. But he does it in a very rambly way. Um, and he goes, but you two ran away from him. And you didn't bring him back, bring us back his body. So you failed. Because you failed, you're going to be sent back to the lab to be retired. Wink. <gasps> um, and that's when we see uh, Tetsuro and Resolver's body fly out of nowhere, knock out the guards around them, screaming, They're children, not soulless gears! That's episode three. Wowie zowie. Here we go. <laughs> that sure was a lot of information to take in. Mm. <sighs> It was, but also, like, once it's done and we digest it, I was like, you could have really streamlined that. (laughs) There's a lot you could have condensed. Yeah, yeah, that, I feel like uh, I was enjoying this while watching it, uh, but I feel like as we were going over, as we sometimes do in uh, these recaps, is when you, like, just say it out loud, you're like, wait, that... That made less sense than when I was watching it. Because there is an element of like, yeah, yeah, the plot is continuing, so naturally this must work. But when you have to recite it back, you're like, yeah, there's there's inconsistencies here. Mm. Yeah. We've also had the opposite, where once we say it out loud, we're like, oh, it does make sense now. But yeah, this is yeah. one where, like, just episodes two and three both had large, uh, fucking Cunningham, both had large chunks where it's like, this could have been condensed into like a two-minute dialogue and not a eight minute monologue mm-hmm. yeah but but, but yeah i i was scared that the first episode i was scared to bring the first brendan show of the year uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh and when we started this i was afraid of that i was like oh no hard-boiled Uh-oh. detective stuff crime syndicates oh no this is a very brendan show at least (laughs) brendan will find a show to watch now Um, i love darker than black yeah (laughs) uh but 
especially in that first episode, I feel like it is presented very well. It was very like there. We mentioned there's a lot of info dumping, but in that first episode, it didn't feel daunting to like immediately go, I'm not going to retain any of this. Just shut the brain off. Don't even try. Just let (laughs) let the info dumps uh, glance off of you. Um, (laughs) But yeah, going through it, I was enjoying myself more than I thought. I was going to in the very first opening. Oh, yeah. We also forgot to mention uh, the opening and closing music slap both uh, in different regards. The Mm -hmm. uh, opening is just a true jam. Yeah. Uh, But yeah, I enjoyed this. And then I'm getting a little bit more distance in the recap as we go. "Eh, Yeah, there's there's inconsistencies here. Yeah. Yeah. I... I am mainly interested in the uh, fucked up experimentation part. Oh, I so think like Big Daddy Gunman. <laughs> I love him, but that's obvious. Because <laughs> um, I love stuff like that. Um, so I'd be very interested in watching more just to hopefully like get more information about that kind of stuff. But I don't know how much they would get into it. Like, if there was a spinoff show just about these poor kids at this facility, I'd be so down. Mm-hmm. But, yeah. yeah, that's the most interesting part of it to me. But I do like Big Gun Man. <laughs> <laughs> he can uh, stick around for the spinoff. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Blade Runner is one of my favorite like stories. Movie and book are both very good. So this definitely caught my interest just with that. But it is also very Blade Runner-y. So mm. I'm just like, uh. Um, but with this, um, like, I, I mean, I think Darker Black is actually a good comparison. I think with this info dump and storytelling, it maybe have caught your interest more, Dugan, because Darker Than Black, it's got a lot of weird shit in it that they have to explain, but for all intents and purposes, it's effectively modern day, whereas this one is very visually different. Like, you yeah. can see mm-hmm. the difference in these, where Darker Than Black is like, they're just people with powers. This is like, they're big robot people, and you can see the differences. Um, it definitely was losing me in some of the info dump, though, because, like, boy, howdy, that whole second brain discussion, like, you could have just said, hey, you got the human brain, and you got the robot brain, so it doesn't burn out the human brain. Yeah. And, yeah. and this kid can control the robot part of the brain. D- that's it. That That's the whole discussion that yeah. streamlined. Um. <laughs> I will say I I enjoyed the opening music, um, opening visuals. I checked off titties immediately because every yeah. car- every female character has got just the titties out. And, like, especially in the opening, there's characters we don't even know who they are, but they're hanging out there. Like, they just want to make their main character as uncomfortable as possible. <laughs> <laughs> it had, like, Metal Gear solid vibes to it with uh, silence for anyone who knows that character Mm. yes she's a sniper in the desert but what if she wore a bikini and stockings it's like why it makes perfect sense yeah it it just dawned on me that of course this anime was like yeah what if we made a gun horny it's like oh yes anime you've done it again yeah hey oh and like I've definitely brought probably some of the horniest shows to this podcast I won't deny that but this one is just, like, every female character. There's uh, Shada Mary and the bar owner from the first episode. We didn't even get her name. But in the opening credit, is them jumping into, like, a pool in their bikinis. And it's like, 
I don't know why this is here <laughs> other than just excessive fan service. Yeah. Um, but it yeah, there are definitely parts I enjoyed, but yeah, there's parts of this. I think it goes for 22 episodes or something, which kind of surprised me. Mm-hmm. There's there was more episodes than I thought. So, part of me is like it, it when you say Blade Runner and Full Metal Alchemist, you think I'd be bored immediately. But there were just parts of it where I'm like, I don't, man, I don't care. <laughs> but it's, I, I'd also be lying if I said there wasn't part of Blood Block Brigade vibes with the kid having the special power of like harmony controlling everything. Like, kind of yeah. got vibes from that show. And <laughs> I mean, that's leaps and bounds. This show's leaps and bounds better than that show, so I won't, I won't compare them too much. Didn't you finish that one? Yeah, I did, just to see mm. what was happening. And boy, mm. howdy, it was nothing. It was fucking absolutely <laughs> nothing. That show sucks ass. Once again, great opening, though. The songs, bop like hell. But that mm. story is garbage, and I will hear no conjecture about it. <laughs> um, but yeah, this one just had a lot going on. I, I am still interested enough to maybe watch a few episodes, but I don't know. It's it's excessive. Also, the animation style reminded me a lot of JoJo. Yeah. Yes. A lot of the characters. Uh, yeah, definitely heavy influence from JoJo character design. Yeah, yeah. So there, there was a lot going on. I'm like, maybe. I'll, I'll, I'll maybe give it two more episodes to see where I'm feeling with it. But. Yeah. Yeah, sort of like all the elements will scratch the itch, but sort of the sum of its parts is not greater. Uh, so yeah, yeah, I enjoyed my time with this more than I thought I was going to, but probably will not continue. Mm. It's a solid... Yeah. Hey, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Which is better than we can say for most of our wrecks. Sorry, listener. <laughs> uh, yeah, what uh, what wreck are we going to watch next week? Well, I can only assume. It's sort of a recommendation because it's another one I heard about from Mother's Basement, of course. Uh. We're going to watch uh, Kageki Shoujo, which translates to Opera Girl. Oh. Mm-hmm. Ooh. If you have a sophisticated fine art anime for <laughs> us, you can send your recommendations to us. Our email is areweebthereyet at gmail.com, or you can reach out to us on Twitter or Instagram at areweebthereyet on both. You can find me on Instagram at honeyperiodd or on Twitter at honeyd8 and honeydart, and honey is spelled H-U-N-N-I-E. You can find me on Twitter, but I genuinely don't recommend it. Instead, watch Blade Runner or Android's Dream of Electric Sheep. Don't watch the new Blade Runner anime. That's also garbage. <laughs> thank you to Camille Rooley for our artwork, and thank you to Louis Zong for her theme song stories. You can find all of Louis' music at louisong.bandcamp.com. Thank you, and we hope you'll join us next week as we learn to live with anime. I just love big men. Gun daddy. Gun daddy.